Hey guys, would you look at this? I mean, a psycho meets a freak show. This is a match made in heaven. Uh, this is Halloween ends. Episode of Bell Lugosi's Undead. I'm AJ. And I'm Suki Ryan. And today we are talking about Halloween Ends, the 2022 finale to the Halloween franchise, because they'll never make another one of these. <laughs> ever, ever. It's never never again. Like, like 20 of them. <laughs> yeah, okay, so uh, I think we just need to be pretty blunt out the top, off the top. Um, we do not like this movie, either of us. Yeah. We do not like this movie at all. So, <clears throat> before we get into some bashing, I think that we should each have to say one nice thing about this movie, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so what is your one nice thing about this movie? The, I mean, the opening scene was awesome. I thought that's how they were going to run the movie. They were going to talk about how, you know, fear makes you do horrible things. I was like, cool, okay, this is following the trend. That's cool. I, I like that. I, I agree with you. I think the opening sequence is... About as great as the movie is, as soon as the intro with the multiple pumpkins, like, imploding on themselves mm-hmm. um, ends, I feel like it was all downhill from there. Uh, <laughs> I will also say You're supposed that... to be saying something nice to them, AJ. Exactly. And I'm going to say, John Carpenter, Cody Carpenter, Daniel Davies, they rock the score once again. Like, this is, okay. I think, the best of the three scores that they wrote. Which is saying a lot, because I loved Halloween 2018 score. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, they went hard, and, you know, if there's going to be one thing that's always great about this franchise, if it's only going to be the music, then awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, so, I think we just got to pull a band-aid off that you and I don't like this movie, and yeah. I think that there's an interesting thing developing amongst the Halloween fandom, where half the people who like this movie are saying... Well, you know, it's a big swing, and you just don't like it because you don't understand what it's doing. That's bullshit. I I love meta horror. I, I'm gonna say that's legitimate bullshit. And like, you know, there's a lot of gatekeeping around slashers, and I'm yep. just gonna go. I mean, I met my first sort of like not so great uh, horror fam on Twitter th- over this movie. Like, uh, it's just. That's pretentious. It's just straight pretentious. It's oh, you don't get it. There no. There's tons of horror movies that are meta that mm-hmm. have like deep meaning. I get what they're trying to say, 
it, it's a poor it's poorly done it's yes. very poorly done i i'm going to talk about the thing that is the most frustrating that most people either understand or don't care about i guess is that I'm just. Can I do spoilers? Is that go okay? For it. We're just going full spoilers. So, I mean, this movie's up on Peacock. If you haven't seen it, go ahead and go watch it on Peacock. If you yeah. are feeling it, uh, the movie's yeah, already it, made a know, pretty I good mean, amount of money to at the box office. So sure, yeah. yeah so I, it's doing everything that they would want it to do. So yeah. I think most people who've wanted to see this movie have already seen it. So go ahead. Yeah, we're going full absolutely. spoilers. Absolutely. So the big thing is okay. So they bring Corey in. They're like setting up like a traditional like. Oh, he's going to be the new Michael Myers. And he falls in love with Alice, Allison, who has been developing this like strong female lead that's like a survivor. And then she gets manipulated by this like psychopathic sociopath. Like it's just that feels icky. And then on top of all of that, it's like it's a fucking sitcom. Because he ends up just fucking killing himself, and the whole payoff is like, oh, he killed himself so that Laurie Strode looks like an evil, like, manipulate. she's the monster. And then once again, evil and fear make you do horrible things and, and twist the reality of the situation. But then Allison's like, oh, wait, never mind. Like, literally seconds later, we used to made me... <laughs> She literally seconds later, she's like, wait a second. Oh, my God. No, wait a second. Grandma was right. Like, oh, wow. Okay. Like, no, none of that is good. None of that is good cinema. Like, none of that is good. The biggest thing is like, okay, at any point you could have done that. But then you made me sit through an hour and whatever, 30 minutes of this Corey storyline that I just think would have been shit regardless of whether he became the Michael or not become the Michael. I think that it wouldn't have mattered, but then it was like, oh, but it was just a dream. There was no payoff. Like cinematically, there was no payoff. He literally just, you you sat through this character development that didn't fucking matter. No characters changed the entire fucking movie. And this is the thing too, and I'm going on a bit of a rant, and I guess this is a new blood, so it's allowed, but this is a thing. This is a slasher movie, right? We shouldn't even be talking about this. Like, we shouldn't. We shouldn't even yeah. be like, oh, like the cinematic pieces, the plot points, the characters. Like, it doesn't matter. It's like, how do they nail the first two Halloweens and hit the genre, and then expand what slashers can be, and then put up this finale of like, oh, this is going to be this great fin- final piece to the fi- to these other two amazing movies that understood the genre that understood Halloween and then expanded on what Halloween could be. Wow. That's awesome. I love that. It's not that I don't get that. I love that horror movies and we love movies that take shots and do something different. Even if we don't like think they're perfect movies, this is not it. This is not it. (laughs) This is a, this is a bad movie and it's so frustrating. And I feel so hurt because like, this was supposed to be the final piece to this amazing trilogy you created. And then it feels, it feels very similarly to the end of game of Thrones, where it's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's actually a very interesting point that I've had a conversation with a handful of friends about over the last couple of days. But this is now like legitimately the fourth franchise where we went into the last installment and the first two installments, you know, maybe your mileage, sorry, maybe your mileage varied on one of them. Right. Like a great example is Star Wars, right? People yeah. mostly love Force Awakens. You know, sure. like Halloween Kills, The Last Jedi was somewhat divisive. 
But then when we get to the third movie, and this is not for anybody. Not really. Yeah. And there there are still people out there who are saying, oh, no, no, it's great. It's It, it all works together. And it just doesn't. And there's just no. fundamental flaws <laughs> sure. in that movie that make it not work. And right. the issues with Rise of Skywalker and Halloween Ends are actually pretty similar in my opinion. Namely, that we suddenly have turned to a completely different story that yeah. was not present in the first two entries of this trilogy. Oh. And because it's not present, you have to spend all the time developing this new mm-hmm. thing that wasn't in your first two movies. Right. If this is what, if this is the movie you want to make, then Corey needs to be in Halloween 2018. Yeah. Like, and it's not like it was some surprise. It was like they got hired, David Gordon Green and Danny McBride, to write these movies and make these movies and David Gordon Green to direct these movies. And it was always a planned trilogy. Like, they say it wasn't, but, like, by the end of the first weekend, they had already announced two and three. So we knew that they were making all three of these movies. So if you want to make the Corey character, then you need to introduce him earlier than this because we have to have a connection to him. We have to have stakes involved with him. And we I have don't to... care about him. I exactly. <laughs> and you shouldn't, because it's a, it's a slasher movie. That's okay. I don't need to care about all the characters. I get it. Go ahead. <laughs> exactly. Well, and here's the thing, is if he's in two... Frank, frankly, this whole... All of this works if they don't kill the boyfriend from yeah. the first two movies, and the boyfriend becomes um, this Corey character, right? Yeah. He dies at the end of the second one. Michael stomps his head in the stairwell, right? right. If that kid ends up being demonized or becomes traumatic because of the events of the first two movies. Yeah. And then him and Andy connect again, but now he's evil. Right. Then this storyline makes more sense. Yeah. Because he's gone through He's gone to hell and back. He's fought Michael. Michael kills his dad. Michael screws up his life. He no longer can love the girl he loves. And, you know, then we already have an emotional connection on some level to this character, even if we thought he was a shithead. Yeah, and, and the and the amazing thing, the amazing thing about that storyline that you just sort of created is that it shows the dichotomy of what survivors can experience, right? Like exactly. Laurie Strode had post traumatic growth, right? <laughs> Whereas someone like that would be would be traumatized and that trauma would create a different person, right? Someone that they didn't want to become. Exactly. Something that is quote unquote evil, you know what right. I mean? Which would have been a really cool storyline, but I don't care about Corey. I I thought it was cool. I thought he was going to be a side character because I never met him before. And then all of a sudden, like he's got a he's got a leather jacket and he's riding a motorcycle and she's like on his back and I'm supposed to feel something about that? Like I don't give a fuck about that. I don't give a fuck about their love story. They're also, there's no chemistry between the two of them. I think it's like on screen. (laughs) I, I think that's where I also have my biggest issue is like. I just couldn't buy into Rohan Campbell's performance at all. From, from, no. from, like, the only scene that makes any sense to me is that opening scene that you said, right? Yeah. Where he's, like, he a young teen. He's, <laughs> he works in that in that particular scene. Yeah. And he accidentally kills a kid. Okay. Yeah. Like, that works. And the rest yeah. of the movie, for him to be this brooding loner character that gets beat up by literally the band. Yeah. Haddonfield's <laughs> band like goes hard. Kids. It was, like, band like, kids. <laughs> Like, I don't know, man. It just, I literally couldn't get on board with the Corey yeah. character in any no. scene. And at first I thought, oh, you know, maybe this is the first time watching this movie. Like, right. I need to give it another chance now that I know what it is. And so I watched it a second time. Oh, God, you watched it again? I watched it again. And <laughs> frankly, my score went down. Like, yeah. our written review on the site says 5 out of 10. And I'm not going to change that. Sure. But it's lower in my opinion now. 
It's actually yeah. lower. And here's the other yeah. big thing is that people are like, well, well, you know, Halloween 3 took a big swing and was different. Halloween 3 did not promise to be the end of the Michael Myers trilogy with right. Laurie Schrode. <laughs> Halloween 3 is like, guess what? We're going to make a movie about witches. And, yeah. and people in the 80s just straight up didn't know that's what it was going to be when they went right. to see the movie. They saw the right. name Halloween and just assumed it was a Michael Myers movie. That's different. <laughs> fundamentally different than having Michael Myers... If Michael Myers it was, like, hanging out in the background of Season of the Witch and was like, hey, guys, I'm kind of here, but not really. Like, I'm behind the witches. Exactly, right? <laughs> like, if that was all in the in that movie and then he came out and, like, did Stabby Stab on Laurie Strode for 30 seconds at the end of the movie, that movie would suck, too. Like, yeah. <laughs> But that movie is a completely different thing than this. This right. movie is, by the way, Michael is here. You know he's here. He's lurking in the shadows. He's looming over the town of Haddonfield. And sure, like, I get that metaphor, and I get the whole metaphor of... We get the metaphors. It's not about the fucking metaphors. Exactly. It's, like... it's, not, it's not a difficult movie to parse. I think that's the other yeah. thing that's just bothering the hell out of me. You're not being like, smart. You're, yeah. You get it. You, oh. get, you get the slasher movie. You get it. You're, you, you're cool, okay? Like... <laughs> like it just feels like they had this idea in mind, and they wanted to do this idea, and that's great in theory. It just had to be seeded into this trilogy at yeah. some point in time before you start saying this is the final showdown between Laurie Stern and Michael Myers. Right. In, in that regard, H2O is the better Laurie-Michael finale movie. Right. And yeah. I was not hoping that would be the case, you know? Like <laughs> These that... movies have been – that's what's so hurtful, right? These movies have been so great. Like they've understood both the genre, they understood the franchise, and like they, they expanded on it. And I was like, wow, cool. They're trying something new. And people were upset that they were trying something new, that it wasn't a pure slasher, that it had purpose and it had meaning. Do you know what I mean? Like that was what people, people were upset about. And – and they did a good job of it, though. Like, they held true to the genre and what the genre is as a slasher and were able to integrate different meaning, you know? You have the last movie, which, like, you know, after, you know, January 6th, the people storming the uh, the psych ward was really impactful for me. I'm like, oh, my goodness. These feelings are all so true. To me, I feel these feelings. They're so angry. Yeah. And they're storming this this building. And they're they're attacking people that don't, you know, really deserve to be attacked or aren't a part of this whole thing. And, you know, people are dying. People are getting hurt. Right. Like that's that that feeling was so palpable. Like, wow, this isn't a slasher movie. This is great. This is amazing that this is a slasher movie that's doing that. And I was like, okay, this is going to be really cool. We got this. Like you said, the finale of of Michael Myers and Laurie Strode. And literally, she lays him out on a on a table and slowly bleeds him out. <laughs> the question is, the real question I had in that scene, I didn't get a good look at the countertop. Did she have butcher block, or...? I don't know. That was a pretty cool countertop, actually. That's a very good point. <laughs> Another positive for David Gordon Green and this team is that yeah, she's got great, nice little... Great furniture pieces. Great furniture. Um, <laughs> the other thing that bothers me is that the lorry in this movie makes absolutely no sense... In context to the Laurie of the previous two movies. And it's like, oh, you know, she, like, had some real traumatic shit happen to her. And uh, she became reckless, and it destroyed everybody around her life for 40 years. And that's sad, you know? Like, she really struggled to come to get over her PTSD. And that's reasonable, right? That made some sense. I thought it took a little bit of power away from her. 
in the sense that she was running her whole life from a boogeyman who may or may not exist. Right. And this movie takes place four years after Halloween Kills. And she's like, you know, he killed my daughter, but I actually moved on. Right? <laughs> like, as opposed yeah. to, like, in the 40 years between Halloween and Halloween 2018, she knows where he's at. She knows he's in prison. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like she she knows he's behind bars and she is still like militant about him thinking she's he's going to come back at any time. And then the 4 years, a tenth of the yeah. time between the last movie and this one, not only did he kill the one of the people he, she cared about the most in the world, but they also don't know where he's at and she's just like, "Guard down." Yeah. And like, what do you mean? It's not yeah. the character that we got introduced to in the last two movies. No, it's, it's not. I I completely I completely agree, and I think that would have been fine, and it would have worked if the movie wasn't bad. Like I think we would have been okay with it. I think we would have been like, you know what? Like I'm happy for Lori. This is the end. Halloween ends. We want to see ha- Lori happy. She's been struggling for forty plus years, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think you're. I think like. I think that 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 piece there is is okay if you like you said the boyfriend or someone that we cared about like suddenly was sucked in by this evil and there was that contrast between someone that grew and someone that like was destroyed right and then Lori sort of facing that person that she was you know what I mean which is what yeah. they were fucking trying to do but you just don't care about Corey. Yeah, and here's the thing: is, is you and I obviously, like, like you've already mentioned, um, we have a little bit more like positive feelings towards Halloween Kills than I think the general public did. Uh, you know, you, you you felt that especially after January sixth and all of that right. stuff. I would also say that at bare minimum, my attachment to the movie is that it's just maybe a little bit less effective version of Halloween Four which is a mob chases around the town trying to find Michael as he just butchers people. And it's just like pure slasher, get a high body count. That's all it's trying to be. Like at the end of the day, that was awesome. That opening scene is like, when I saw the previews, I was like, yo, this is going to be a good slasher movie. Like they get it. They get what the genre is. (laughs) Exactly. Right. And it shows how, and that, that movie shows how many people's lives were affected for 40 years because yeah. of Michael Myers, where this movie is kind of like, well, you know, Haddonfield, they're kind of already over it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know they're making jokes about it, and like he literally just he literally is on the on the lamb, you know, and and they try to say like, oh, there's people hanging themselves, and Corey kid that killed that kid. Did you catch that like, the person who hung themselves was yeah. um the kid from the first movie? His name was Oscar, who's like the nice kid who gets like impaled on the. On the fence, it was his. It was his mom. Oh, say it again. I lost you. Maybe it was, cut that piece. But yeah, what it was. was uh, do you remember the kid in the first movie? His name was Oscar, who's like the third friend, uh. who's like clearly likes. Oh, okay. Uh, and er, clearly likes Allison, but like doesn't get with her, and then he gets impaled okay. by Michael on like the fence when he's dressed uh, as a little it's devil. The mom. Yeah, it's the mom. Yeah. So like, like again, uh. it's showing real effects cool. to this. Here's the problem. Yeah. None of that is explained in the movie. That is all background Whoa. text. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, oh, somebody no, just absolutely. hung themselves because. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I just assumed it was because they were so scared of Michael or something. That's, I mean, that's a cooler that it was a throwback to an earlier movie. It's just, I, I don't, I don't know. I just, I, I just, um, 
it's fine. Like, it's fine. It's fine that you want to do new things with, with the genre. Like, we're all about that. But, like, the biggest thing is you, you – this is bad. Like, it's allowed to be bad. It's not because, oh, you don't get it. Like, yeah, I, I, I mean, that's the worst. That's the worst comment anyone can make. Is like, oh, you just don't get it. It's like, okay, elaborate on what you get that everyone else doesn't get. Because whenever someone says that, they never elaborate on what it. Anyways, I I had to go off Twitter for the first time since I joined the horror horror Twitter because I I just was. There's so many pretentious people that were like, you just don't get it. Like, <laughs> I, I just I can't get over the fact that like you. You have to rationalize liking Corey as the only way to understand liking this movie because the execution is just not there. And so if you, if you get on board with that performance, then sure, like mm-hmm. congratulations to you. But yeah. it, it just doesn't work. It, it, the the performance doesn't work. They spend so much time having to retcon this kid into the storyline, and at the end of the day, they're just trying to link back to stuff that I it has not been there. It's like, by the way, you thought this was the thing we were going for. We're going for something completely different the whole time. And then they're gaslighting us into believing that this is what they're going for the whole time. And this is not. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, no, 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 no. This is not what you were doing the last two movies. Right. I wonder, I wonder if the Corey character is tone deaf and there's certain people out there that resonate with this tone deaf character. Right? It's possible. Like, this, like, this, like, um tormented male that turns to violence and anger and like oh like he's so cool look at him wear this leather jacket look at him like ride this motorcycle at the end of the day the point of the movie isn't that he's cool isn't that he does those things the point of the movie is that he's a bad guy he allows his fear his emotions to overtake him and make him do horrible things he's not a a cool dude like, he gets beat up by the band kids, you know what I mean? Like, right. I wonder if it's that whole um, Sopranos thing where everyone was like, oh, they're good They're good guys, they're cool guys, I want to be like them. Or the Cartman thing where people are like, I love Cartman because, like, he's, he, he gets me. Like, it's like, no, Cartman is supposed to be the worst of society. <laughs> well, like, somebody was like, well, you know, um, he's supposed to be, like, an incel, right? And we, like, isolate incels from society, and we push them away from everybody else, and then they go and they do horrible things and become extremists. He's literally fucking Allison, dude. Like... <laughs> well, uh, number one, there's that. Number one, there's that, is that he's literally not an incel. Yeah. Uh, great, great point. Uh, number two, even if he was the incel, okay, you can join the freaking long line of movies that have incels in them this year. <laughs> Yeah. You're at the same level of Don't Worry Darling and, like, five other God, horror movies. Yeah. Like, so... And that, that dealt with that issue in a much better way than this movie did. <laughs> and I still haven't seen it, so I still can't comment oh, on it. Oh, my God. You gotta watch it so we can, like, talk about yeah, it. We, Not we here, do, yeah, but just generally. Just generally, yeah. <laughs> but, like, so, to me, it's just like, okay, you're giving them extra credit for things that just aren't there. That just, just no. are not on screen. And no. even if you are giving them, like... I don't know. I just I get so frustrated by this movie, and <laughs> I don't even care again about the whole. Maybe Michael's not the big baddie at the end of the day. No. If you don't set it up for that, right? Right. But that is what you set us up for. The last two right. movies were grizzly, blood count like or mm-hmm. body count through the roof kind of movies. Right. Yeah. So and it's like, by the way, there's like five people who are gonna die in this movie, and like you basically don't know who any of them are. Like yeah, and, again, and that, not even characters who've been introduced in previous movies right. again. Yeah, and and, and that's and that's fine. 
if it's a slasher movie. Like, do you know what I mean? But, like, they build all this emotional tension, and, like, we're supposed to care, and, like, we're supposed to be like, yeah, that, that doctor that's fucking that nurse. Like, we're supposed to care that they die, and, like, I just don't give a fuck. Like, I don't care. I don't, I don't care about any of that storyline. Like, yeah, dude, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm, like, maybe I'm becoming, like, a middle-aged person where it's like, yeah, dude, life doesn't work out sometimes. Sometimes someone fucks their way to the top. That sucks. Like, life happens. Like, maybe there's people out there that are literally affected by that. They're like, yeah, kill that person that fucks to the top. Like, I, I don't know. I'm also a counselor. Like, I, I, I meet all sorts of people, and no, no one is purely evil for their actions almost ever. <laughs> well, congratulations, Ryan. You're not... Uh, you're not Loomis. You're a better counselor yeah. than Loomis. Yeah. I would also like to point out... Evil is here. Evil has escaped. Oh my god. Somebody somebody who I follow, you know, gave this big point about how, like, oh, well, you know, the evil's infected everybody in Haddonfield. Look at Dr. Sertan. He, he was infected with the evil of Haddonfield. And I'm like, Dr. Sertan, the guy from the first movie, the, the psychologist who, like, helps Michael escape in the first place... Doesn't live in Haddonfield. He lives in Shady's Grove. <laughs> I'm just like, guys, come on. Like, if you're gonna make yeah. these arguments, you gotta at least do the legwork. <laughs> I, I also, here's the big thing: is it doesn't have it doesn't have to make sense. It's a slasher movie. Again, like, do you know it, what I mean? Exactly. Why, like, we don't we don't have to make sense of everything. Like, it doesn't have to be these deep, meaningful things. Like, we can. That's what I loved about the first two movies. It's like people are like, so, like people saw Halloween, uh, 2018, and like in the theater, they're like, oh, why would they walk into that place? Blah blah blah. It's like because it's a slasher movie. They have to walk into the place, or the movie doesn't work. Yeah, like, characters have mean? to die. Like... Yeah, they have to die. They have to die. That's the point of the movie. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's like they. It felt so. It just feels so bad because like. They nailed, they nailed it. They understood the genre. They understood what they were doing with this franchise. And this last movie just, like, it, I don't know. It's like they wanted, they were done with the franchise and they wanted to move on and they wanted to try something new and unique, which is fine. But, like, why would you build us up on this franchise and then give up at the end? Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, why? Why Why did you do that to us? I'm so confused and hurt. <laughs> yeah, there's also... <laughs> What was the the other one that is, is still like weird to me is bringing back Kyle Richards um, sure. as Lindsay for the third time in this franchise, mm-hmm. just to like have her like own a bar and be like, by the way, everybody else also thinks this guy's real weird. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's like it. I mean, like again, Kyle Richards plays Lindsay, yeah. the girl who Annie is babysitting in the first movie in the yeah. original twenty or in the original nineteen seventy eight. So she has also been in these movies four times, right? Yeah. So it's like, okay, cool, that's interesting. Yeah, like, it's it interesting cool. you would bring her back again. Is she going to do anything? Yeah. In the last movie, <laughs> she at least hid from Michael. And sure. like it was like, a, oh, thank God, she escaped. At least one of the people in that car didn't get right. butchered to death. Right. And then in this one, she's like, mm, I'm just going to own this bar. And by the way, everybody, <laughs> red bars. flags galore. Yeah. Like... <laughs> We've all we all see the red flags here. Everybody in town sees the red flags in this kid, except for yeah. your daughter, your granddaughter, your granddaughter. Right. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, um, yeah. And I just, I just feel like at the end of the day, like they they butcher the Allison plotline just to, like so yeah. bad. Here's my I thing, feel too. so bad for Allison. Like she gets manipulated by this guy. I don't know. This this power and control 
narrative that you know um is is old patriarchal stuff like is is just seeping through this movie like this movie was about um this this these three women and eventually now two like taking back power and being able to like move on from the trauma that they faced and what was this movie like how did that how did this movie meet that those other two movies in that empowering sort of stance it doesn't it, it's contrary it's saying that like allison can be manipulated by because of her trauma by this like sociopath like what like why would you do that to this character well the like, cheesy like 1950s like dialogue be like i'm gonna burn this town to the ground i'm gonna be the one who lights the match like and they, they hate an old school radio dj i'm sorry okay this movie takes place in what 2022 when was the last time you actually listened to the damn radio no like, like the the radio just does not have power over most cities anymore no i'm sorry <laughs> If he now all it literally be all he podcast, had to do right? exactly <laughs> all he had to do was make it a podcast, make it a Joe Rogan esque podcast, yeah. and it makes sense. But no, they're like, uh, uh-uh, this guy, he's gonna be the radio DJ, and it's like cool for um, Darcy from uh, yeah. from from Both Joe Bob Joe to Bob. get her little cameo in there. Like, yep. honestly, probably one of the highlights of the movie. If I'm being yeah, honest, it's, cool. it's like, oh, there's Darcy, cool. <laughs> man i just i don't know i just really i really struggle with this one and i, I want to like it that's the thing that hurts the most. i wanted to like it so badly i would have done anything like, to like this movie <laughs> so I, I took a friend with me to the screening and he's like what do you think is gonna happen and i'm like i don't know but i'm probably gonna give this three stars no matter what and yeah. i'm now down to like one and a half stars after yeah, my that. rewatch i'm just like okay Why? <laughs> I mean, I told AJ the joke. My friend who watches a lot of movies says, like, this is now his least favorite movie of all time next to uh, Ann Lee's Hulk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and, uh, and Ang Lee, I don't think needs to get done that dirty either. I feel bad for Ang Lee to even be in this company. Yeah. Like, I, I agree that that movie doesn't always work, but at least it's taking, a, it, it's taking an interesting visual swing that yeah. is, you know, it, it, it made more sense at the time because the comic book like formula hadn't been written yet. Right. So him him making the movie look like a literal comic book makes yeah. more sense. Sure, it, it right. still is not good though. <laughs> I, I I I only watch horror movies. I'm just repeating what my friend said. No, no it's <laughs> fine. It's fine. But AJ see, was like, "Whoa, I feel like Ang Lee got like drive yeah. by for no yeah, reason. drive by Ang Lee, <laughs> one of the greatest directors in the history of cinema." <laughs> He's just like needlessly drove by. Like... <laughs> Uh, but, oh well, it, it is what it is, you know. Do we do um, even do awards? I don't want to. <laughs> I mean, I think we should just run through them real quick. Let's okay, just run okay. through them real quick and let's see if we can. Okay, so first of all, best kill. I mean, the, the, the best kill is the blowtorch, right? What is it? Oh, the blowtorch. I wish it was more visual. I wish we saw. Or, yeah. like, um, I wish that or, his head was, like, a pumpkin, like, in the other movie. Or um, would you say the the DJ, since we, since they have the DJ kill. Oh, that was cool. It felt I, like I the mean, only reason like for... That. I said that's the only reason for the DJ. Yeah. So you have the visual <laughs> of the tongue on the vinyl player. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was pretty cool. I like that one. Um, yeah, I mean, the throwback to the original, like, stab in the chest and hold him to the wall. We, how many times have we seen it? I think in this franchise, they've done it a lot. Oh, um, I, I, at least, like, seven or eight times. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's overdone, I think, in this franchise. But, I mean, that's always cool to see. Um, 
But yeah, I think I think we should go with the DJ. Okay, mm-hmm. I, that's fair. Uh, Marion Crane gone too soon award. There's only really a couple options here. Uh, we've got Corey. Uh, <laughs> not gone soon man. enough. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, there's the, the cop. Who, by the way, okay, we need to talk about this real quick before we yeah. move on. Okay, when Michael stabs the cop, when he's yeah. like, he's like, Corey's like, show me how you do what you do. And Michael's like, yeah, you used to kind of stab. Yeah, you just like stab. you see, take it here and you you stab him in the chest and then you stab him again. But then, but then Michael shudders. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> but Michael jizzed in his pants. Like it was real awkward for everybody. I audibly laughed. I again, audibly like, laughed. It's a it's a cool throwback to like true crime stuff, but like we just don't need it. It's it's like. I thought he was a, a body, like embodying evil, right? Like, wasn't that the whole fucking purpose? Yeah. Like, just, doesn't, he doesn't do it because he's getting a sexual thrill. He doesn't do it for any reason. He's just an embodiment of evil, right? Like, yep. <laughs> oh god. Right. You know, I'm just gonna go ahead and just skip ahead. The winner of this has got to be Ronald, the yeah. <laughs> the stepdad who gets shot in the head. <laughs> oh, by... I know. I'm just like, he's oh, like, man. I hope you find love. <laughs> yeah, that, that dude didn't deserve anything that happened no, to him. He doesn't, no. deserve, he doesn't deserve to have to deal with Corey's mom. He doesn't no. deserve to have to, to deal with <laughs> He just wants to Corey. own this junkyard and watch action movies. Like... <laughs> he said he gets shot in the head just because. Like, yeah. By the way, when they roll up to the, to the dump, none of the yeah. bodies are anywhere. It's like somebody came and cleaned it all up in between. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> is true. I was like, uh, they, they should roll up on the on the graveyard and, or in the uh, on the dump and be like, whoa, there was a lot of bad things that happened here. <laughs> and nope, there's like, okay, so we're just gonna go ahead and dump Michael in this trash compactor. Yeah. Uh, which brings us to best effect of the movie. The best effect of the movie actually might be the Michael in the trash compactor. Yeah, that was cool. I like that one. Yeah, I'll agree with that. There, there's not there's not a lot of effects in this movie to be honest. I, I mean, I'd say we since we gave it to the best the best kill to the DJ, I think that was a pretty cool the face and the tongue. That's true. That, that's also yep. true. Okay, yep. so uh, kind of like we'll give a combo to those two. Yeah. Uh, scared of shit moment of the week. I don't. Mm. I never felt fear for one minute in this whole movie. <laughs> it wasn't scary. You know, you know, what was scary. The only scene that actually worked, and the only portion thing, went when Corey's in the attic and is kicking at the door. That was you are kind, kind of scary. You know, that, that was, was kind of scary because there's like this part of it's like, oh, is Michael randomly in this guy's like, right? Attic? That was so cool. They right. made you feel. They made you feel what he was feeling in that moment. You're like, oh my god, Michael's gonna come get him, and he felt that way. <laughs> yeah, you know. So that was cool. That was probably scariest moment. I I would agree with you on that. Right. Uh, Steve Hadley, biggest regret. Uh, I think you gotta give this one to the to the band geek leader, who <laughs> sure. just kept picking on the. He chose the wrong kid to pick on, I guess. Yeah. I, I, can we? I know we've been ranting a while, but the the stupid drumstick. We all knew the drumstick was gonna be in that kid's face. Yeah. Why did you have to foreshadow it so fucking much? Like. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got nothing. Yeah, it's just like, okay, he's playing with the drumstick. We all know that drumstick. If you've watched enough horror movies, you know that drumstick is going to be in that kid's face. It needed to be there for one scene, and you're like, and then you're like, oh, yeah, man, he's going to get that drumstick in the face. It's going to be dope <laughs> shit. Like, we didn't need it every single fucking time he's on screen. <laughs> Anyways, bad kid, yes. Go ahead. Guy. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, either that kid or maybe, 
I don't know. What, what are the, the band kids as a group? They just kind of yeah. Just, let's just say the band kids. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the most overconfident character in the movie. Corey. Yeah, I guess it would be Corey. He's he's pretty yeah. confident in his abilities. Yeah, he um, killed himself thinking that uh, it would ruin Laurie Strode's life, and literally seconds later, it did nothing. It did nothing. <laughs> yeah. She's like, huh? You know what? Maybe I shouldn't uh, be this person. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Uh, Norman Bates' moment of the movie where the whole thing turns on itself. Michael uh, showing up, I guess, yeah, right? I guess Michael showing up. Yeah, I mean, I guess when Corey looks into his eyes, one. and we get like yeah. that weird like flashback, uh, yeah. and then he's like, now I'm addicted to being Michael. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We, 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 this, we're, we're, we're handing out an award we haven't handed out in a while. Uh, uh, the Randy Award for the character we hate. Congratulations, Corey. it's the Corey Award now. Maybe we should get a figurine just to honor that award. Maybe we should call Jesus. it the more the Corey McKelly Award. Oh, God. I think he's worse. I think Corey's worse. I, I agree. I think, I think Corey's a worse character. I think we I changed. So... I, think he's, I think it's so bad he's changed the name of the award. Like... <laughs> And part of me is, like, I feel bad for this kid, Rohan Campbell, who, like, does not deserve oh. necessarily the hate. No. I, I, I don't like the performance, but I don't think it's that bad. No, it's not the actor. It's but I the, think the, it's the, the story and the narrative is the problem. Yeah, it's the whole thing. This never would have worked. This never would have worked. Like, you could stick, like, Ryan Gosling in there, and, I mean, of course that wouldn't work, but it wouldn't work. Like, no, it's true. It's true. <laughs> if he would have been... Uh, early Ryan Gosling would have fit that character pretty well, I think, but it still wouldn't have worked. <laughs> yeah, um, Icon Feedback, I'm not even going to pretend that I, I looked up anybody for this award because <laughs> I don't want to know. I don't want to know yeah, if one of my icons I don't know like is like coming back for this one. <laughs> truly, I can't do it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mandy Award, is this their peak? Uh, for nobody. For nobody. Nobody. There's not a chance that if this is the peak for anybody, that's I feel really bad for them. Like I honestly do. Yeah. Like like everybody deserves better than this in this movie. We normally <coughs> we normally wouldn't cover a bad horror movie. Like we're I mean I I've heard good things about Smile, but we're not gonna cover Smile. It's like a blockbuster horror. It's like a big thing. So we normally don't cover movies like this. So normally when we talk about peak, it's like okay, this could be someone's peak, but. Since it's Halloween, since it's a trilogy, since we hated it so much for hurting us so badly, like, we came on and uh, talked about it. Yep. So. All right. So uh, who wins this movie, Ryan? <laughs> um, pretentious incels on the internet. <laughs> I'm not going to go that far. Uh, <laughs> no, I think um, – I don't know. I think, I think, I think this, this is another John Carpenter win. In yeah, the sense he that got paid. Uh, he got paid. Yeah, he got, he keeps getting money for this franchise. And, and the soundtrack. Yeah, and uh, I would also say that not only that, uh, it just reminds us how much better the nineteen seventy eight Halloween is than this movie. Yeah, it just reminds us how like it is at the end of the day nearly impossible to replicate. Plus, there's the nice little shot. I will say another nice touch that I didn't touch upon that I didn't bring up earlier. When they do show the thing, like John Carpenter's thing, yeah. instead of the 1950s version, yeah. I thought that was nice. I thought that was yeah. a very nice little homage. 
it yeah. kind of breaks the universe a little bit, but because <laughs> you run into the issue where it's like, wait, John Carpenter made movies in this universe, so does the movie Halloween exist in the Halloween universe? Like, well, he he got greenlit. He got greenlit on the thing. Not from Halloween. Uh, <laughs> the, they just gave lot. him that shot. They <laughs> just gave him that shot. Uh, Imagine we it. covered the thing and it did not work out for him. Go listen to that guy. <laughs> uh, but anyway, it's basically our Halloween ends episode. We go ahead and drop it uh, just ahead of it's. It's actually out. We're dropping it the same basically week of release, but. Okay. Keep an eye out for one of our favorite films of the year, Barbarian, next weekend. It's coming to Hulu and a handful of other streaming services this weekend. So please watch it so that you can listen to our spoiler-filled episode next week. (laughs) Because, yeah, yeah, we love us some Barbarian, and that movie is a fucking trip. That's the other thing. I think... think I would almost be more forgiving of Halloween ends if we weren't in the middle of like easily one of the golden years of horror this year. Like how many new bloods? Like we did not, uh, I guess to our audience, like we did not plan to do new bloods as often as we're doing them. Like no. there's so many good movies. Like I think we might've done a uh, new blood on like glorious, you know what I mean? If it was a lighter year, but like we mm-hmm. couldn't do it. Cause like, there's so many other movies we have to do new bloods for. <laughs> well, so, so real quick, since we have you know five more minutes, Ryan, and this is a yeah. shorter episode than most, do you have any horror recommendations for new stuff that's out and about that we haven't talked about on the podcast? Um, I don't know. I mean, I've been kind of really busy lately. I haven't done anything. Oh, I've been playing Deathloop. Like, yeah. <laughs> I've been hyper fixated on this game called Deathloop, and it is a lot of fun, and I can't stop. And it is taking up a lot of my time, but I've almost 100% sent it all the achievements. And it's it's a really, you know, talk about a bad narrative versus a good narrative. Deathloop is a very cool story uh, where it takes the whole, like, dying and respawning and makes it part of the video game. Like, it's like a part of the narrative that that's sort of going on. So it's really cool. Kind of like Happy Death Day, but a video game. <laughs> all right. So I got, I got a handful of movies to go ahead and throw at people. It. Yeah. All right, number one, You Won't Be Alone. It's a okay. foreign horror film about a witch mm. who uh, – about a feral witch who is, escapes, like, her witch pseudo-mother and then lives life. And the witches in this world shapeshift so they can live uh. an entire life as, like, a man or a woman or a dog. And uh. they just continually keep switching, and so the actors keep changing who play the – the witch at the center of the film. Whoa. And she lives an entire life. That is a movie that is about the ways in which society can kind of mess with you and destroy you or make you a better person. That is way better than this one. <laughs> if you're going to watch anything, watch that movie. Don't bother with Halloween ends. Like... <laughs> yeah. Um, Deadstream. Deadstream yeah. on Shutter is uh-huh. an amazing combination uh-huh. of both found footage and horror comedy, it is mm. like full-blown Evil Dead bug nuts, mm. except through a found footage lens of vloggers basically like, "Yo, I lost all my followers. What if I like stay in a haunted house for the night?" And shit goes crazy, and he gets taunted and like tortured by the ghosts of the house. 
It is awesome. So Deadstream, huge recommend cool. there. I'll probably watch that too. Uh, Speak No Evil, also on Shudder. One of the just like purely most fucked up movies I've ever watched in my life. Okay. It is about a family goes on vacation and they meet another family. And that family's like, hey, you should come stay with us for a few weeks. And how it kind of unfolds from there is just kind of nuts. It's about a family going on vacation with another family and it is very disturbing. (laughs) Oh my god, I can't wait. You're going to have to text me those three, because I'm probably going to want to watch those. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then I also want to hit up some of the stuff that I've seen at festivals recently, just okay. to just kind of keep an eye on. There's a film called Fixation, about a girl kind of losing her mind. I watched mm. it at the Toronto Film Festival. It was awesome. Like, definitely mm. something to keep on your watch list in the long term. We already talked about Glorious, which is killer. Um, yep. A Wounded Fawn. A Wounded Fawn uh... was awesome. It's, yeah. I think that you watched it with me? Maybe yeah, I think we watched it together, right? Yeah, yeah, that yeah, one. that was great. About, like, the gods. And, yes. yes, that one was dope as shit. Um, that was super cool. <laughs> basically about a serial killer trying to be his serial killer self and then accidentally gets, like, things turned on him. And it yeah. is very, very cool. Uh, similar, I mean, I would say similar vibes to Glorious a little bit. Yes, I would agree with that. Uh, VHS 99 is coming out. Uh, I saw it as part of Brooklyn Horror Fest. That uh, one's yeah, a lot of how fun. Was, how was it? Uh, I mean, it's a VHS movie. You know, there's going to be highs and lows. What's yep. nice about it is, at worst, you wait 20 minutes and the next one is fun. <laughs> like, okay. You've uh, never seen the other VHSs, right? I've never seen the other VHSs, but I have seen many horror anthology films. Okay. One of them that I was most surprised about this year is called Symphony. S-I-N-P-H-O-N-Y. It is a collection of horror directors who met over to Clubhouse, like the social media app, and collaborated on like a 10-part short like anthology. And they That's all awesome. like kind of call back to each other, but they're all wildly drastic in different tones. Wow. And so like some it's of got the people an eight out of ten on IMDb. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm a huge fan. I'm actually a yeah. huge fan of it. So yeah, no, this has been a pretty great year for horror. And that's just like below the surface stuff. Yeah, like, that's all the stuff underneath. And then you've got Nope, you've got Barbarian, you've got <laughs> Pearl, Bodies, 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 Pearl, Scream, body, but... Master, Fresh, right. like yep. Yeah. Yeah, no. What's it... the new one, the Terrifier? I I mean I yeah. I haven't seen it yet, but... <laughs> Terrifier 2 is causing people to throw up in the streets, so <laughs> yeah. I think we might have to get around to that one. I know. Is it in theaters right now? It, it is. It is. It's in, it's in limited release right now. I might go see it today. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, thanks so much for sticking with us for Halloween Ends. We uh, have another fun Halloween-based episode coming up that is going to be a slightly different format than our normal format. Mm-hmm. And we'll just kind of give you a quick heads up. We're going to do a draft. Ryan and I are going to pick mm-hmm. our favorite Halloween movies, and we're going to have you guys vote on Twitter to see who has the better team. So, yeah, Ryan, it's going to be competitive. <laughs> we're going head to head. Yeah. So, if you haven't rewatched the whole franchise recently, get on it. Uh, on I don't it. I don't know if we're going to pick this movie. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. It's going to be the it's going to be the last pick sad kid at the end. Like... <laughs> I don't know, we're reaching at five picks, so we're we're going to see oh, how it goes. Oh, yeah, no, this yeah, you'll have to see if they make the top 5 for each of us. <laughs> All right, so with that, I'm AJ. All right, keep it spooky. Peace out, guys. Bye.